What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Tevin Jameer, back at it again with another episode of the Hate It or Love It podcast. This episode is very, very different because I am not at my desk. I'm not using my Blue Yeti microphone. I'm using my phone microphone, but that's because this episode isn't really meant to be like a very long episode, but this is just something for me to put together while I'm still dealing with this movie, which, by the way... We have finally finished wrapping our filming. So we wrapped filming and we pretty much have the movie edited together. The only thing that we really need to do is like a little small tweaks. Um, My friend Al is doing cinema or not cinematography. He's doing the color grade right now. And then after he's done the color grade, I will be, you know, adding the music, doing little tweaks, and basically the final film will be done. So that's that's something really good. Um, and then once the film is, like, done, edited and all that, we're basically going to, like, focus on, like, you know, more of the fun things like BTS and clips and stuff like that. I already have a trailer, so pretty much we're basically in smooth sailing but like I said in the last episode I can't fully give a release date yet I can't really say like when the movie is going to come out because it really all comes down to which festivals I get accepted to so really I can't give you guys any updates on releases until I hear until I start hearing back from some of these festivals but besides that just know that the movie is basically getting complete and you guys will be getting it next summer. On top of that, I'm also still helping my friend Seth with his movie, the one that I did the vlog for uh, in August. So just working on a lot of films and stuff like that, and which is good because I'm basically over here building my resume. But yeah, like, you know, working on a lot of films. But I did want to get on here to talk about two topics aside from me doing my film and like getting more complete and done with it um the first thing which is the major thing the major thing we finally got a deal for the actors the actor strike is over and I just wanted to read some of the key details that they released um the day that they came to an agreement now it says more than one billion dollars in new wages and benefit plan funding It says a streaming participation bonus, minimum compensation increases that break the so-called industry pattern. For the first time, consent and compensation guardrails on the use of AI, raise pension and health caps that will channel more value into our funds and critical protections for diverse communities. So that's some of the key things that they put down as far as like the deal and stuff like that. I've also heard like other things where basically, you know, they're going to focus more on diversity for like, you know, one thing that you hear a lot in the film industry, especially with, you know, uh, black actors is that their hairstyles and stuff like that when it comes to makeup they're very much overlooked and from what i saw on a video earlier today that they're actually going to start like focusing more on that with sets like if they have someone that's black on set they're going to like 
help with their hairstyle more like basically have hairstylists that can work with their textures and stuff like that so that is definitely something good it's good that they're paying more attention to diversity on sets but the major thing is that it seems that they're really pushing for you know good conditions for extras and people that aren't A-list actors, because that's the main thing that people, like, keep overlooking, or that they kept overlooking with the strike, is they're only thinking more about the bigger actors that we all know, but, you know, extras and people that, you know, that help behind the scenes, they're basically, like, almost like the glue of a movie, like, especially extras, like, things would not be as realistic without extras or, like, smaller actors and stuff like that, so it's good that they're really paying attention to that, and I'm glad that they're able to have a deal with that. The biggest thing that it seems like why it took so long to get a deal is because of AI. For some reason, studios really were pushing for AI to, like, be implemented in films but it's a good thing that they found an agreement and I hope everything goes for the best because for the next three years that's how long this deal lasts this deal lasts is for the next three years and I really hope that for the next three years we can get a lot of great content out of you know this new deal that they came to and of course once you know they've got this deal like studios went right back to filming stuff they went to announcing stuff I'm glad for all the actors that I follow because they instantly started pouring in with like announcing works or like you know telling people about works that they've been on through the strike like uh I think her name is Caitlin Deaver she was on Booksmart um she had a movie called No One Will Save You that released like I think last month and she, of course, she couldn't promote it because of the strike. But I think today or yesterday, I saw her post about the movie. Um, Rachel Sennett, who is on the Idol, Bodies, 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 and also Bottoms, she released photos of Bottoms and telling people to go like see the movie. You guys know I love Power, and of course, the cast of Power was like sharing stuff about the new season that was premiering, but their finale came out uh, last week. They were posting about season two, which they couldn't for most of the season, but now that they finally came to the deal or came with an agreement, now they were able to post about it. So it is nice to see the actors start to get back to work and like start to be excited for things that they're in and stuff like that. So that's one of the big things that I wanted to talk to y'all about. Like, I'm just glad that this strike is over because, you know, we we were really about to miss out on a lot of great stuff that we were going to get from these studios. Like, I know a lot of people wanted to see Deadpool 3, which now that's back into production um, you guys know I love power, so I'm glad that power isn't gonna, like, you know, be delayed or anything like that because of this, so it's good to see, um, you know, these studios and the actors come to an agreement, which, now that there is an agreement, you know, I was showing my solidarity for the strikes, 
But now that the agreement is here, I'm back to talking about movies. I'm back to talking about like the stuff that I watch and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely after I get done my movie and I stop putting out like these episodes that I make like when I find time, I'm definitely going to start talking about stuff. And I'm glad that they came to this agreement because you guys know that I like to do my end of the year videos. And for this year... I want to do like a end of the year like f like movie ranking because I I've been keeping up with my letterbox reviews I've been keeping up with my 2023 ranking and I want to you know basically tell you guys my ranking in the last episode of this year so I'm glad that I'm able to do that now um and yeah it, I'm just overall glad that we came to an agreement and now all the actors and all the people that deserve are that deserve all the praise and all the money that they you know basically they're gonna get what they deserve like I'm just glad that they came to that agreement and I'm just looking forward to what these next three years is gonna have in store for us for the entertainment industry and you guys never know I mean your boy might be in the entertainment industry like I I really feel like blood money is really gonna get me there like you know seeing people's reactions and like you know, hearing what people have to say about my movie, like, I definitely feel like this is going to be something that gets my foot in the door. But enough about me. Um, the last thing that I really did want to talk about really is power. Like, now that the strike is over, I definitely want to talk about power. But the season is over now, so I guess I can take this time to, like, say my full opinions on, like, season two of Force. Now... I am so glad that season two of Force is like getting the love that it's got that it got because season one of Force, a lot of people did not like it. I like it. I felt like I felt like it was a good season, but a lot of people did not like Force. One of my friends who we typically like tell each other to watch shows, she is having a very hard time getting through Force because I'm telling her like, yo. Season two is very much worth it. Like, you got to sit through season one. I know you don't like season one, but season two is worth it. And as much as I tell her that it's worth it, she is still having a hard time getting through season one. So I am glad that they finally stepped it up from season one. And apparently, like, one of the big reasons for that is Gary Lennon, who I think used to be a writer and director on the original Power. He is now the showrunner of Force and a lot of the actors and a lot of the people behind the scenes of Force have said that Gary Lennon is a big reason why season two is way better than season one. So while I still like season one, I have to admit season two definitely put this up there with like some of the best seasons of the power universe. Like season two of Force was a really good season. So if I had to say like any gripes that I had, but this is really it's not like a big gripe, but like the only gripe that I really have towards the season is you can tell that because this season was going in a different direction, you can tell that like season two, season two almost felt somewhat like a reboot in a way, like not, not like that they changed everything up, but you can tell that there were, that now there's a new showrunner everything feels different, the cinematography feels different, the direction feels different, like, it felt like its own show, 
but it was still a continuation of things that happened in season one. I know that sounds very confusing, but that's just how season two felt. And this goes back to my gripe because you can tell like the first few episodes of season two felt more like quality control and that they were trying to fix a lot of the things that didn't work with season one. Like, for example, if you guys haven't watched it, spoiler alert, but Walter Flynn dies in episode five. And one of the gripes about season one of Force that I heard a lot was the Flynn family. A lot of people does not like the Flynn family characters. And I felt like the first few episodes of the show, they were like killing people and getting rid of plot lines from season one and it's like okay i get what you guys are doing you guys are trying to like weave everything together and make it feel like still a cohesive story even though you're trying to go in a new direction but some of the changes that they did and some of the things they did in season two definitely felt like all right like you guys are really trying to clean up like the bad reputation that season one had like they killed off walter and paulie they killed off the cop that Diamond uh, was paying money to. They got rid of Diamond's love interest like she was literally nothing. And they hyped up her character so much in season one just to get rid of her. And yeah, basically they really like changed a lot with the Flynn family in the season. And like damn near most of like damn near the Flynn family basically is nothing by the finale. Now there's the debate on whether Claudia is really dead or alive cuz she got stabbed in the fu in the finale. I don't really know. Like I'm going to keep it real. I don't really know. I don't want to put my opinion out there on whether Claudia is still alive. I mean, I hope her character is dead. Like Claudia had to go. But I just felt like, you know, they were doing so much quality control and trying to fix things from season one that it sometimes felt, it sometimes made season two feel like things were being rushed or things were just being pushed out of the way. But that's only a gripe for the first half of the season. Because like I said, the second half of the season, or I didn't say this before, but the second half of season two definitely felt like all right now we're finally where the writers and the people behind the scenes really want force to go and that was pretty much it like you know the quality control was the only thing that i really had you know a little bad taste in my mouth about but everything else was good like the acting the direction of the story the new characters the new characters really shake everything up i loved uh the new characters like Miguel Garcia, Shanti Showstopper, um, Maria. Like, there was a lot of great new characters in season two, a lot of great storylines. And even though that they're trying to do a lot of quality control, like, they still found ways to weave the new in very well with the old. Like, you know, Diamond and Jannar's storyline from season one, they fit it in very well with Shanti and, like, you know, all the new characters that they introduce. I think the biggest thing that I love about season two, and this might actually be my favorite thing, is, well, one, you guys know that I'm a big fan of rap. I love all different types of rap music, and that includes, like, drill and gangster music. And if you're big into drill and gangster music, then you know about, you know, the war in Chicago. You know about, like, Chicago's history. And personally, I've never been to Chicago, but 
from the stories and the things that I see and hear about Chicago, this season definitely felt like, all right, this is actually Chicago. Like, not that season one didn't have somewhat of a Chicago feel, but season one, it felt more like it was in Chicago, but the it just felt like it could have just been anywhere. Like, that's how season one felt. Like, yeah, we, obviously we know it's in Chicago, but this just feels like it could have been done in New York if they really wanted to. Or if Tommy went to California, all of this feels like it still could have been done in California. Season two, of course, nah, this is Chicago. Like, they show a lot of Chicago culture in there like, how the gang wars happen in real life, like, they basically implement stuff like that, and from what I heard, 50 Cent basically was telling, you know, Gary Lennon and other people on set, like, you know, we know how Chicago get down, embrace how, you know, the city really is, so it, it was really nice, because now this genuinely feels like a Chicago TV show, it, it genuinely feels like Tommy is in a new world and it's not just like oh this could have just been anywhere like nah I feel like a lot of the stuff that happened in this season is special to Chicago so I'm very glad that they got the like feel down or like I said I've never been there but from everything that I heard and stuff like that it felt very authentic I don't know. People from Chicago, if you're listening, like you guys can put it down in the comments, let me know. But for me, as an outsider, it does feel very authentic to the things that I heard and seen about it. Um, and then I guess I'll give my thoughts on the finale. So the finale wasn't that bad to me. Like I, I'm in a power uh, group on Facebook and a lot of people do not like the finale. A lot of people apparently do not like it. But for me, I very much enjoyed it. And to be honest, and look, I love Raising Canaan. Raising Canaan is probably tied with the original power for me as like my favorite show in the universe. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, like Raising Canaan's last season finale very much disappointed me because it didn't feel like a real finale. Like, here's how I think of a season of power or like any story driven show. Obviously, each, you know, serialized show has an overarching story, but I feel like each season has its own plot. And with this season of power or with with season two of Raising Canaan, the overall plot of season two pretty much had to deal with Rock facing the Italians. Canaan wanted to know more about like what Rock is hiding from him. Kanan wanting to be independent. And as much as I love season two of, of Raising Kanan, don't get me wrong, season two of Raising Kanan was great, and I still like the finale, but overall it was a disappointing finale because the ending scene, while it was while season two literally did go out with a bang, it felt like something that should have happened in episode nine, and then we saw something in episode ten. Like, like I said. The season two of Raising Canaan was about Rock facing the Italians, but literally season two ends with the Italians making a big attack on Rock and we're still just in the middle of that war. Like there was no resolution to it. Canaan wanted more answers from Rock about like who his dad was and he wanted his independence and they never had the conversation. Like Rock never told him the truth about his dad and... 
he is still under his mom's thumb. Like, nothing from season two that they set up basically got resolved in the finale. I feel like what you need to do with a show like Power or just any serialized show is what is the what is the plot of this season and how do you get to that resolution by the end of this season? And I'm going to use four season two for an example. So in four season two, Tommy's main plot was to get a coalition together and to be over Miguel Garcia. And also he had the plot line where he was with Mireya. So, okay. How I feel like this was a better finale than Raising Canaan is that ultimately Tommy met his season two goals. He did not take out, he did not take out Miguel, but he is basically just as powerful as him in season two. Or by the end of season two, he got all the Chicago crews together. He fulfilled his goal in the coalition. And then before like the finale, Mireya basically said, like, I'm down with you, Tommy. So he basically accomplished everything he wanted to do in season two. But there is still some loose ends that carries on to the next season. Basically, season two, Tommy's arc is done. Now we have set up for a season three Tommy arc. He has to find Mireya. He has to help D-Mac out. He's having issues with, with Diamond. This wasn't stuff that was going on in the beginning of the season. This stuff happened throughout the season and it's still set up for season three. I hope everything I'm saying is making sense because I feel like I'm not being fully clear. But basically, I'm just saying that all the plot lines that they had for season two basically came to an end like I feel like I can look at season two as a conclusion and then we still have more to go off of for season three basically that's what I'm trying to say like I said I, I hope I said it clearly but I hope people understand what I mean but like just just taking any serialized show when you have a season you have to have that season arc be fulfilled. And with Raising Kane in season two, I didn't feel like that season arc wasn't was fulfilled. Like season three might just wind up feeling like season two part two, just because you guys did not fulfill what was set at the beginning of the season. But like I said, don't don't take that the wrong way. I still love season two of Raising Kanan. I still I'm rewatching season two of Raising Kanan right now before uh, season three comes out in December. So, oh, that's another thing, y'all. Now that the strike is over, I'm definitely talking about Raising Canaan. And, you know, man, I feel like this episode, I was talking all over the place. But yeah, like I said, I just wanted to put something out for y'all because, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be consistent even during working on this movie and whatever. But yeah, man. Um, if you guys are power fans, let me know how you felt about season two of Force and the finale in the comments. You know, if you guys are, you know, happy about the strikes, tell me which films and TV shows you're looking forward to. And that's pretty much all I have for today. So catch y'all on the next episode. Blood money on the way. With all that being said, Tevin Jameer, sign out.